Hi, welcome back to another episode of Womanhood in the Rough. Starting this new year off as a family, I decided we needed to change a few things in our lifestyle. So there were less of the New Year's resolutions and more of just changing small things to have a healthier lifestyle. And of course, what kind of sparked this was listening to another podcast. A big one that I listened to is The Spillover. And she, Alex Clark, had on someone um, the first week of January. And she talked a lot about different things to start implementing. And it got me thinking on what things I could change and what things I could implement in our lives. With this episode, I am now starting a new segment of where I'm going to be doing more holistic approaches on life, whether that's, you know, food, raising kids, um, birth and pregnancy. And I know I've had several ones in the past where I had like, for example, my doula on. She talked about different things with, you know, postpartum pregnancy. Um, I've had different moms talk about their pregnancies and their birth stories. And so I'm kind of wanting to move in that direction. And of course, I'm still going to have women on an interview, but there may just be some more episodes of where it's just me and me necessarily not interviewing other women. So some of the new things that I have implemented is I start off my morning with a nice warm cup or I usually do boiling water of salt and lemon and this is to rehydrate you because when you've gone like eight plus hours without drinking anything your body needs to replenish and it's dehydrated so that salt kind of helps with the minerals and then the lemon is just you know lemon water is good for you um and I could go into that more but then from there I after know doing that I kind of sit and read my bible and one of the things that I've been doing is my mom actually told me about this app it's called bible and 365 and it's a really cool app because it breaks down uh the bible into different sections and it has you reading you know so many chapters a day it's like you're reading through the bible in a year which I've never done and it's really easy because it's on my phone Um, I can just pick it up and put it down, you know, if the kids need something. From there, it's probably been about, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes um, after I've woken up. It can't be longer, but I typically will eat breakfast, make myself breakfast, um, eat it within, you know, the time I wake up to maybe an hour. And you want to eat 30 minutes to an hour after waking up. Um, that is like the optimal time to eat breakfast and then after that I drink my coffee you are not supposed to drink coffee on an empty stomach um, which I was doing and I was also doing before drinking any water in the morning which is also not good on top of also breastfeeding so all of these things combined were not helping me and I've definitely noticed a huge change in not only energy but just everything overall, my mood, just everything. From there, I'm usually doing, you know, household chores or different things with the kids, watching the kids, um, 
sometimes we, because Steve works second shift right now, we will maybe go out and do something as a family before he has to leave for work. Then it's lunchtime and what I've recently been doing um, is making eggs and like having a protein for lunch. I'll make like eggs and bacon um, and avocado toast and a lot of times Sage loves eggs and so I'll give him eggs and sometimes he'll eat bacon. I try to give him the same food that I'm eating. Sometimes I change it up with different proteins and fruits and stuff. From there, it's nap time, and what I've been doing is we are currently in the teething stage uh, with Scion, and so trying to catch a small nap, if I can get anything in, is great. Otherwise, at this point, I try to drink either hot tea, whether that's like raspberry leaf, green tea, just a tea. Um, I've tried doing matcha. My last resort is a second cup of coffee. I try not to do that. Um, And then I'll typically sit down and do something for myself, whether that's, you know, reading a book or embroidery. And I wait until the kids get up. From there, the kids get up. I'm, you know, watching them, playing with them. Then I'm making dinner. Steve likes to come home between like 536 to have dinner with us. And then we put the kids to bed and he goes back to work for the rest of the night. And then I'm home alone with two sleeping kids and I get to record these lovely podcasts for you guys. And I typically will also have a snack at night, uh, depending on how late. Uh, 8, 8.30 is usually the latest one I eat. I will probably drink some more tea, drink some water, drink something that is nourishing to my body. I do like to wait until Steve gets home from work and so 10.30, between 10.30 and 11 is typically when I go to bed. Uh, If I'm really exhausted, I will go to bed earlier before he gets home but a lot of times I can stay up till then just doing various things. And then one of the biggest things that I've started implementing and I do notice a huge difference is leaving my phone in the living room when I sleep. I have a watch that I can see the time on and I can set an alarm on if I need to, but typically my kids usually wake me up and I don't have to be anywhere, so that's never an issue. So I leave my phone out in the living room and I go to bed and I usually take, I have a Kindle so I can read in the dark and Kindles are nice because they're not The light is like within the Kindle. It's not like an external light, like shining into your eyes. So that does not uh, prohibit my sleep. So that is just what I've implemented throughout the day. Of course, there are other things that I did not mention that I will probably go into more detail in other episodes, but I'm going to list So I did mention no phones by the bed, like charging your phone overnight by the bed, especially sleeping by your phone. It's just not great. I started not having um, my phone in my pocket as much. I typically don't go anywhere that I would have my phone in my pocket. I usually keep my phone, you know, on the table or away from me when I'm at home, turning off the Wi-Fi at a certain time. So I went to Walmart and I got these 
you can buy these little like timer things for an outlet and you plug your router and modem in them and you can set a time when it shuts off that outlet. It'll shut off the Wi-Fi and of course, you know, sometimes services like depending on who you go through, you can actually program this like directly from your phone. We don't have that. So I had to get the outlet ones, but it shuts off at, you know, 12 for us. And then it turns back on at seven in the morning. So therefore there's no Wi-Fi on at the house. And another thing I started was taping my mouth shut. And I feel like a lot of people listening to this are like, what the heck is she talking about? And this is so funny because I got the package in the mail and Steve looked at me and he goes, what the heck is that? I just cracked up and I was like, it's mouth tape. And I don't think at the time he really thought anything of it. And we went to bed and it's, it literally looks like a X of tape, Uh, but it's specifically mouth tape you can get on, on Amazon for like nine bucks, huge pack of them. And we were going to bed and he's like, what is that on your face? And I was like, I'm taping my mouth shut. And I didn't explain anything to him. He just kind of laughed and we went to sleep and I was talking to my mom about it. My mom knows about it. And she's like, oh, that's so healthy for you. And my sister who was sitting right there and she was like, that is so weird. So the whole point of taping your mouth shut is a lot of times people, you know, are mouth breathers and that has been proven to change your jaw shape, your mouth structure. Not only that, but when you breathe through your mouth, you are changing the microbiological, something within the mouth, and it's not good. So, like, you're breathing in germs, you're breathing in dust, you're all of that, and that's not how we're supposed to breathe. We're supposed to be breathing through our nose. So, taping your mouth shut is training your body to breathe through your nose. I also started tongue scraping, which is just a metal piece that you use to scrape your tongue, basically what it sounds. It helps with oral hygiene, just another step further, like as if you were to floss or brush your teeth, it's just another thing added onto your routine. Um, And then I started using tallow for lotion, and I have a whole thing on my business Instagram. A while back when I had started my business, I was making a cocoa butter and coconut oil shea butter lotion for our family and it was working really well. Then I started seeing a ton of things about tallow and so I bought some and there's, I could go into this forever, but there is a ton of benefits in tallow and basically what it is is boiled or like melted down beef or any grazing animal fat. So we get 100% grass-fed beef fat, basically. And you can use it not only for your skin, it works wonders for eczema, you can do it diaper rashes, burns, a myriad of different things. You can also use it for cooking it is also food grade which is nice i've not cooked with it i have only done beauty products with it and i can say it is amazing so this is a personal decision 
And from what I've researched and read um, from different people I've talked to, we are now no essential oils and we only do whole plants. So what this looks like is I'm now ordering whole organic dried plants and different things off of a website. They get shipped to me and from that I'm making tinctures. And so what a tincture is, is it's half vodka or mostly vodka and the plant and then you let that sit for four to six weeks in a dry cool place and then after that most of the it won't have a vodka smell it'll have mostly a plant smell and what the vodka does is it pulls all of the nutrients and the good things that you want from the plant and you have basically that and you can use that for a myriad of different things and that kind of leads me into my next thing looking more into different herbs and looking to more plants as medicine instead of looking to big pharma as our healer we also are starting to eat more healthy foods and of course we have always eaten healthy foods but what I mean by this is I'm starting to research more substantial heavier foods that we can eat and I will also be talking about this in another episode is I am starting to do a week by week based on me as a woman you are supposed to be eating and exercising based on where you are at in your cycle And so that looks different week to week. And of course, because I live in a household full of boys, I'm just going to make what is good for me in my cycle and they will just eat it. That sounds so bad. Um, But what I mean by this is like, for example, on my period, leafy greens like kale and spinach and potatoes and like red meats are better during that time. So I'll make more meals that are meat heavy with like potatoes and more greens during that week. I'd already mentioned the hot lemon water with the salt in the morning is great. Also notice energy wise, I did mention that it has definitely helped. Uh, Getting outside more and I know this is really hard in the winter and especially with two under two, it is equally as hard to get people outside in the winter with two babies oh my word it's it's chaotic half the time but it's also been super warm recently like in the 40s that's not really warm uh but it's warm for wisconsin so we do that uh we'll typically be outside for about 20 minutes half an hour just walking around the block uh sage likes to look at different things so He's really slow, so it ends up being about half an hour outside, which is good for us. Getting, oh, I did forget to mention this, getting sun in the morning. So, like, opening our windows, like, first thing, like, the blinds and stuff and getting that natural sunlight is great. Um, reading before bed, not being on my phone an hour, at least an hour before I go to sleep. And, of course, I'm not perfect at this and this doesn't always happen because uh, sometimes Steve and I like to watch a show at night to spend quality time together. That's something we like to do. And so sometimes that 
isn't always what happens, but that's okay. Trying to get to bed early, of course, you know, sometimes, again, that doesn't happen because I have a baby that still breastfeeds, so I'm up half the night anyway. These are just a few of the things that we have, or specifically, I should say, that I have started implementing into our family. Now, some of the things I do want to talk about is some of the things that we do still do that a lot of, you know, the crunchy moms or holistic people are like spawn away from because they're like horrified by how bad they are. So I'm going to talk about those things because I also want people to be like, oh, she's not perfect. And, you know, we're not out here living this perfect, crunchy, organic life. Of course, I would love that. But we don't necessarily always have the resources and money for that. And that's okay. Each person takes it however slow or fast, uh, depending on their family situation. And that is okay because it is a journey. And so I'm here to just say that. Okay, here are the things that we still do that are not great. Number one, we still use disposable diapers. Oh, I know all the crunchy moms are like gasping and having heart attacks. We do not. We live in an apartment that does not have a washer and dryer in unit. So unfortunately, doing that in a communal, I just can't. And we already have to go someplace to do our laundry. And it's just a whole ordeal. And I would rather not add this the reusable cloth diapers on top of that load and so we use disposable diapers racks up our bill but we do what we have to right now we still go out to eat every once in a while so that means to chick-fil-a which is one of our favorite restaurants because steve and i met there love the food and will forever love the food but we live an 80 20 life And so that's 80% of the time we are eating as best we can, living as best we can. And then 20% of the time is we do get to eat the foods that, you know, are not the greatest for us. We do get to do the things that are not the greatest for us. And that is okay. It's living in moderation. And that leads me to my next thing, an artificial Christmas tree. Okay, so I saw something this year that made me so sad. When I found out that Christmas trees are toxic, even the like non-artificial ones apparently are toxic because the pesticides they spray on them, but like the amount of chemicals they spray on like artificial ones is also bad. And yeah, but did we put up a Christmas tree this year? Yes. Did we put that same Christmas tree back in the box and back in the basement? Of course we did. Will we pull it out next year? Of course we will. (laughs) I'm not changing that. I will have my artificial Christmas tree forever. And the next one is I still bake with cane sugar. Organic cane sugar. But I've seen so many people hate on cane sugar. I am not quite sure. Maybe somebody can tell me why cane sugar is so bad. We do it in moderation. I'm not feeding my child like spoonfuls of cane sugar every day. But when I bake, if I, you know, don't have honey or maple syrup on hand Or sometimes I just would rather use cane sugar. Of course, it's organic. But again, it's cane sugar and a lot of people have hated on it very recently. 
So if somebody wants to tell me what the huge deal about cane sugar is, that would be great. All right, still shower with non-filtered water. I have seen so many people tell me that I should get a filtered shower head, and of course I will eventually. But for now, I do not have a filtered water, so I'm still showering with tap water, which I guess, you know, dries out your skin, does a whole myriad of things, which is fantastic. And then the last, actually not the last, second to last one is I still use plastic storage bags sometimes. So sometimes if I don't have big enough glass containers or I've run out, they're all being used, I do reach for a plastic Ziploc bag and I do have like some of those reusable silicone ones but again if I don't have any left in the house I will reach for those and then the last one is going to make all of my healthy organic crunchy mothers out there just die we still have a microwave and we still use it every day But on the plus side is we are getting better at, you know, using our stove, using our oven. We also have an air fryer, which I haven't done a ton of research, but I'm pretty sure it's better than a microwave. So that is our journey. And that is where we are at. Again, you know, it's an 80-20 life. I know the microwave one is, uh, people are going to come after me for that one. But it's it's a slow, you know, we only have so much money that I can slowly replace things with. So again, 80-20 rule. This being said, this is the end of the episode. I appreciate all of those who have made it this far on hearing me ramble. Now, I believe my child is yelling in the background for me. You guys can't hear him, but I, again, need to go be a mother and put down the podcast. So I appreciate all of you who have listened. Thank you. I have such a blast making these episodes for you guys and interviewing different women in different stages of life. So what you can do to help me out is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and also share this with your friends and family. This is Elise Feathers, and I'll see you next time on Women Hidden the Rough.